All right, man, another question from the community. Yep, this one, it seems like on the surface level, it should be pretty straightforward, but you know how that goes. Yeah, we've got ourselves into trouble uh, assuming that before, so we'll dive right into mm. it. I can't actually see who the question was from, so my apologies for that, but if you recognize this question, you know, post it in the comments that it was yours, but here we go. Hey, Pat and Boz, I really like the question you guys answered about what is an athlete, and would love to hear your take on an expanded version of that topic. The question being, what is a CrossFitter? I've heard a variety of opinions of what makes someone a CrossFitter, some of those opinions being, being very hard lines, such as you need to follow all the components set forth to the letter, diet, nutrition, every movement in the CrossFit arsenal is incorporated. There's no scaling. And some of the opinions mm. are more flexible. Admittedly, uh, I struggle with calling myself a CrossFitter because typically I view myself as a functional garage gym enthusiast. And because I don't possess the requisite mobility to confidently achieve good positions on some movements. On the flip side, I would like to think that the definition of crossfitter of a crossfitter as someone who simply follows the methodology. Whether or not I ever do thrusters or pistols, or if I decide to eat spaghetti and double stuffed Oreos <laughs> on a Saturday night, I would love to hear both of your thoughts on this. So cool, fun question. Yeah, it, that's a great question. And I, I, man, a couple of thoughts spring to mind immediately. The first thing that stuck out to me was a, uh, what did he say? A functional garage fitness enthusiast. Yeah, rolls and right I off think, the tongue. I, well, I just think it's funny because if you go back in the annals of CrossFit history, I mean, that is where CrossFit basically was birthed out of, was small scale, intentionally non-commercial facilities because frankly, you would get kicked out of commercial facilities for training in this way um, mm -hmm. back back before it was a lot more mainstream. Games and didn't so, exist. Online yeah, competition exactly. didn't exist. People doing clean and jerks and snatches in any capacity and anything outside of a very niche dungeon type setting was not heard of. <clears throat> and so that right there is, is really what CrossFit was and where it kind of came out of. So interesting that that seems to be at least by perception kind of outside the bounds of the definition right now. But anyway, all that said, I think, uh, you know, what is a CrossFitter? I, I think it's interesting that within that same kind of conversation was a hardline, uh, no scaling type of approach. I've Dude, never talked no to anybody wow. who, who would make the argument bald faced that <laughs> yeah. says, Hey, no scaling. Uh, if you Hit want to call bricks. yourself a CrossFitter, it's like, wow, I think, that's a that's a tough one because at some point sooner or later you are always going to be in the camp that has to take something off of the top so to speak. That's just the nature of it. And I think back I I believe it was Brett Marshall. Shout out Brett Marshall, mm -hmm. old school crossfitter, largely credited with introducing the butterfly pull-up him and Mike G. Exactly. Shout out to Mike G. Uh <laughs> way back when but he used to do this regularly with his gym and uh, he's up in Calgary, still owns an affiliate. He periodically would just over-program a workout intentionally so that even the top dog in the gym would come in and say, oh, I don't think I can handle these weights for that rep, for those reps, or I don't mm. think I can finish this in the prescribed time cap <clears throat> just to make sure that you never get too big for your britches and everybody is within that range. Yeah. And I did think that was an interesting approach. Oh, that so, is, oh yeah. I haven't heard of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tough guy. Guess what? There's something <laughs> that everybody's going to be confronted with that puts them back in that place where they're like, Hey, I've got to, I've got to take it down from where it's written. 
So anyway, that was an interesting thing that popped out to me. But I, a long, rambly way to say that, in my opinion, I think we can be pretty simple about this. And a CrossFitter is just somebody who does CrossFit. It doesn't need to be much more than that. Now, I do have some caveats in there, and I've got some, some depth to it. But at the end of the day, I don't know that you need to overthink it at the base level. Mm -hmm. So that's my answer. It's just somebody who engages in CrossFit. I right. want to bounce it back to you, and then maybe we'll then, dig into then you'll take to that your a little deep more. Dive, huh? That's right. Well, I mean, uh, what jumped out to me is the same thing as you. Like that, no scale. I think I was like, okay, <laughs> so, so there's like 75 CrossFitters walking the planet that are north of 50 years old. Like that doesn't seem right. And yeah. and the hard line stuff I, that would immediately be a turnoff to me. This like too cool for school, exclusionary, uh, does nothing for me. You know, I never deviate from my diet. You know what? You're you're a liar. Okay, so first of all, you're a liar. You know, because the world's or, full or of tasty a complete treats. psychopath. Or a complete <laughs> psychopath. You should be a, some sort of FBI watch list, okay? So I mean that that to me was just was just lunacy. And uh, I'm in large agreement with what with what you said is as simple as it is that you're you're a CrossFitter if you do CrossFit, and probably with some regularity, right? I mean, if you Yeah. Um mm -hmm. If if tomorrow you consume for whatever reason a vegan lunch, are you a vegan? Well, no, you had a vegan lunch that day. You know, there's probably more to mm. it to make you actually assimilate with that lifestyle, identify as doing it. So, like, if you do a CrossFit workout twice a year, okay, you may have whatever. But look, it's almost like that Supreme Court decision when they try to define obscenity, which they said you know it when you see it. You know, mm. it's kind of like, you know, cross, it might be tough to get your hands around, but you most certainly know it when you see it. And when I, I pulled my community for what, you know, I told them that we were going to discuss this topic and I knew it gets some interesting oh, right answers. On. And there yeah. was a ton of discussion uh, of it. And everyone also thought that, that you couldn't scale thing was ridiculous. The most beautiful, simple answer somebody said was someone who does crossfit is a crossfitter the rest is just gatekeeping and that just doesn't seem yeah. like that's good for anybody and it's like i like that a lot and maybe the only other section to that as simple as it is to say somebody who does crossfit i think there's probably because then that would lead to the question okay somebody who does crossfit but, but what is CrossFit? like do i can i scale do i have to do pistols do i have to snatch i don't remember the episode off the top of my head but i would have somebody do some searching in the vnr catalog because we did an episode entitled something like no snatches no muscle-ups no pistols is it still crossfit and to let mm -hmm. the cat out of the bag it absolutely was so there's not a certain requirement of movements or loadings or whatever that if you do it you're in the cool guy club and if you don't sorry so that's my my quick take on that yeah no i agree <clears throat> and i think that's cool that you pulled your members i actually had a thought it would be fun to do that you know, at a various affiliates kind of man on the street style going to be like, okay, what is a CrossFitter? And just poll coaches, poll the owners of these affiliates, poll the members and yeah. see how much overlap there is. Because I bet you there's there's probably there was, a lot of similarities in answer, but I bet you there's I some got, divergence I got a, there too. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of answers. It would, it would yeah. take the whole show to read through them. But, you know, some people yeah. were very, defi you know, uh, definitive with what they thought and not exclusionary, but definitive meaning like, well, it's somebody who's, you know, comfortable being uncomfortable. It's somebody who's mm. okay in, in doing things that they know they may not excel at, but there's improvement there. It's somebody like, you know, there's some really good stuff. And then somebody just simplified it. It's somebody who does CrossFit, the rest is gatekeeping, you know. So there's yeah. 
There was a well, good range of stuff, but none of it had to do with you got to do it RX. To piggyback off of that, it is kind of interesting because, hey, who is this uh, arbiter of what is CrossFit? The CrossFit police going to come and tear up your CrossFit card uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're not following the rules? <laughs> That's kind of the beauty of it. But to dig in a little bit deeper to what I said earlier, okay, somebody that does CrossFit, then like you said, what's the time constraint on that? Is it somebody that does this a couple times a year? Is it more than that? I mean, in my opinion, it's more than that for sure. Uh, how much more? I, I don't think I have a really good answer as far as frequency to say yes or no. But I do think that broadly speaking, it's somebody who is pursuing fitness in a way that it applies to something outside of the gym. And that doesn't necessarily mean a sport, but it's an understanding that what I'm doing in the gym transcends just, I think it's healthy for me Mm -hmm. into what I do in the gym allows me to function better in real life. And that can be defined in many ways. That could be as simple as I want to be able to get up and down my stairs in my house more easily, or I want to play with my kids, or I want to apply it into a specific sport or a specific, um, you know, training outlet, that's fine. But the idea is that the fitness that you're pursuing has a purpose beyond just aesthetic. It has a purpose beyond just knowing that it's healthy on a certain level. There's an application factor that I think goes a long way. And to go back and think about those concepts we explored in that, is it CrossFit without some of these other movements? The thrust of a lot of that conversation was, look, you don't have to be repping these things out, Mm -hmm. but it's a good idea to pursue them and do some of the drills and the skill practice around them because the neurological components that you can start to develop do transfer over to other things. They do allow you to kind of stretch and grow in different ways. And that's one more way that your fitness can be applied to things that are going to be demanding. It's not just selectorized machines. It's not just single focus. So that's, I think, scratching the surface, that the fitness that you're developing, you understand that it has to transcend what you're doing for aesthetics and even just beyond the basics of, I think it's healthy for me. And that that fitness, depending on how much we want to geek out, right? What made CrossFit unique and its own kind of niche and its own methodology, if you was that fitness was that whole broad, general, and inclusive take mm-hmm. on it was, I want to be, you know, stronger and better at lifting than a runner, you know, better mm-hmm. at running than a lifter, you know, and play that same game with a gymnast, knowing that I'll probably never e- yep. beat any one of those in their individual domains, but having this wonderful capacity across all of them and trying to pursue all of them and, and raise my level on all of them, not at the exclusion of one or the other, you know, that was a big thing. So. You know, you could do CrossFit with all kinds of biases and still have it be CrossFit. You could be doing mixed modality, functional movements, exerting yourself. But you know what? It's easy to understand. You're just a fan of the heavy weights. You know, so you tend to dose it up a little bit, but you're still doing the other stuff in there. You're out pounding the pavement. You're doing the burpees, doing the box rooms. You've got some pull-ups in there. You're still doing CrossFit. You could do it with a gymnastics bias. You love to run. You could do it with more of an endurance bias. If that, <laughs> If that's slowly erodes one day to, you know, now you look at yourself and all you're doing is squat, dead, press. Well, then you may have, you know, uh, all right, well, now I'm a power lifter. And that, not that there's anything wrong with that, sure. but I think, I think yeah. it's a little bit of, you know, CrossFit does, um, we're looking to do all of those. We understand the benefit of them. And we understand this wonderful little interplay. Even if you enjoy a little bit of a bias, they're all kind of in the recipe there somewhere. 
Yeah. And I, I like to look at it the other way. You know, you mentioned kind of the old school CrossFit idea of, hey, I want to outrun the lifter. I want to outlift the runner. I want to be able to move my own body weight better than both of those. Sure, I'm not going to be a powerlifting champ or, a, a, you know, a track and field expert. <clears throat> but to me, that's almost looking at it the wrong way. It's not that the pursuit of these things is looking to become super elite in any one of those domains. It's to avoid the pitfalls and the trade-offs of what happens if you choose to pursue mm -hmm. a singular outlet. And so, for example, you know, if you have somebody who is, um, you know, really, really specialized in any single one of those domains, you can very quickly determine something that's going to be outside of their physical wheelhouse and make them just look absolutely incompetent for lack of a better term and mm -hmm. again no slight against that person no slight against the desire to develop something that singularly it's impressive but it comes at a cost and and that is what the crossfit athlete is looking to avoid so in my opinion it's almost an inverse it's not necessarily looking to develop anything to this super high level it's to understand that i don't want anything to be um undeveloped to the point that it can be dangerous because i find myself in a situation where i can't handle myself <clears throat> um you know or just leaving me in a state of not being ready so to me it's you kind of have to approach it that opposite direction sometimes and think about it that way i would say not not even just the opposite direction and you know in that earlier you know example that i gave it wasn't to be that you've got to beat any one of those individuals yeah, yeah, or, sure. or a certain requisite number was required I think what it was also woven into that original kind of concept, which might not be obvious to people as to why CrossFit works and works so well, is that, you know, the human body is one piece and the interplay of exposing yourself as a weightlifter to some things that maybe are more mm -hmm. in the gymnastics realm are probably going to have a lot of tremendous benefits to your training that won't be readily apparent. And same with exposing yourself to some sprinting drills or some long running. And, you know, Greg used to give that example of, you know, why does a downhill skier need more pull-ups or why does getting getting mm. giving a downhill skier more pull-ups make them a more competent downhill skier who the heck knows but you know you see it time and time again and the answer is that it does and i think that just plays into that there are still some mysteries of the human body and training it in one piece and and exposing yourself to as much variety intelligently um, and systematically yields a really capable competent well-rounded athlete and i don't think that sort of professional dabbling in multiple disciplines uh, was as readily apparent. I'm sure some folks were doing it, but it didn't, not on the scale as once kind of CrossFit came on the scene. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, one thing that I think is also kind of missed a lot of the time, and I, I believe I've talked about this before, it's, it's a bit of a theory for sure, but if you go back and you talk about some of the original kind of what is fitness material uh, from the early CrossFit days and, and Greg's kind of thinking about what it meant to be fit, he displayed these different models of fitness uh, to kind of speak to different elements. And one of those was this continuum of health markers that you could collect along, a, you know, a, a continuum from being in a range that would note that you were sick move a little further away from that and now you're well you move a little bit further away and you can be considered fit you could plot any number of health markers on that you know an easy one would be something like body fat percentage you know if you have over a certain percentage clinically you'd be considered sick this is not good it's not healthy for the organism you move a little bit further away from that it's well further from that still and it's fit 
the idea within that model is that somebody who's fit should have the collection of health markers if not already collected around fit, they should be moving towards that. And if we go back to this idea of an athlete who singularly pursues one aspect of physicality to its extreme, it's likely that there are certain markers uh, health-wise that follow that trend, but there are probably others that don't. And you can see that in some of these really extreme uh, examples. So for mm-hmm. example, if I have, uh, you know, a really, really, really high level power lifter. We're talking top of the heap, best deadlifter in the world. Undoubtedly, their muscle mass is in the fit range. You know, they're, they're nobody better on earth to, uh, to take a look at muscle on the frame. However, I mean, maybe some bodybuilders. However, there's probably some other health markers, blood pressure, you know, cholesterol levels, things like that, that may be in a range that's not so great. You see this kind of opposing nature. You can see the same thing with somebody who's like an ultra marathon runner. You've got an amazing cardiovascular capacity. Resting heart rate is just phenomenal. Blood pressure is probably very, very uh, great. Mm-hmm. But if you start looking at things like bone density and muscle mass, that might be a different story. You might see that regressing and heading in the opposite direction. Point that I'm trying to make is that when you start to develop this idea, and what I think kind of gets at the heart of being CrossFit, where I'm not going to have those kind of specialties at the exclusion of, of everything else, you're more likely to have a bigger collection of these health markers moving in the right direction, or at least that's what tends to be observed in my experience. So, you know, it's, it's a tough argument to say when you take somebody in a year later after they started training, their deadlift has improved a little bit, maybe not in an astronomical amount, but it's getting better. Mm -hmm. Their 5k runtime has improved. They've been able to do pull-ups when they couldn't previously. All of these things are happening simultaneously. It's very rare that you're also going to say, ah, but my blood pressure went up. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you know right. what? I'm, I'm, I'm more obese than I was when I started. Mm-hmm. Rare that that's going to be the case when you see these other disparate physical abilities being developed at the same time. Way more possible when you're only focusing on one physical attribute to see that kind of diametric movement. So one more way to think about it, that's, that's kind of way under the hood. Um, but to tie it back in, I think that is at the heart of what CrossFit is and what a CrossFitter therefore is somebody who is trying to eliminate those weak areas physically. And Mm -hmm. hopefully that's going to transfer over in other ways. The wonders of mixed modality training. Yeah. Um, I've got a closing thought, but I don't know if you have more. I do. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, I think there's a couple of other kind of philosophical alignments that happen when somebody starts becoming more into the CrossFit, you know, world. Um, And again, not to say that this is a hard line, but I do think uh, it's important kind of on a cultural level. Um, In my opinion, somebody that is a CrossFitter, somebody that does embrace a varied approach to training, they understand that like, yeah, it's not going to be a regimented eight-week program where I do the same movements every day. And they Mm -hmm. understand that not only is that, um, uh, you know, not a problem, it's actually a very beneficial approach when we're thinking about all these other factors that we're trying to gain. So embracing that, I think, is is a a key element of like the CrossFit mindset, so Mm -hmm. to speak. And as a kind of a branch off of that, I think uh, the 
in my opinion, like the best expression of somebody who does CrossFit is that they truly have an appreciation for, um, you know, different aspects of physical culture. Everybody's going to have their favorite things to do in the gym. That's fine. I think that's normal. But somebody who is steeped in CrossFit culture, in my opinion, should be able to appreciate all of these different domains of physicality that maybe somebody who's a little less versed would be able to. So for example, I might not enjoy running, but man, when somebody can show me that they've got a, you know, 15 and a half minute 5k, I'm, I'm blown away by that because I understand that experience. Mm -hmm. When somebody comes to me and shows me a clip of, you know, world championship snatcher, I, I can understand the level that they're operating on more so than the average person. And I can do that in a number of different domains because I dabble with all that. I've got some exposure to it and I may never be top of the heap, but there's, there starts to become this appreciation for legit physical culture that I hope, and I think is part of the highest expression of being a CrossFitter, uh, starts to develop. Your example of not liking running, that was just a random example, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know who would uh, actually not like running, but... Probably take <laughs> off for a run once we kill the cameras here. Right, yeah, exactly. I was planning on it for sure. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I mean, that's for sure because I remember growing up as a little kid, whenever the Olympics would come on, we'd watch the Olympics and the weightlifting section to me as a little kid was just boring. I didn't know what mm -hmm. was happening there. You know, there's just these big people lifting different colored weights and that was that. Now enter, you know, and, and me working out for years, never attempted a clean and jerk or a snatch. I was doing, right. you know, yeah, curls you? and dumbbell kickbacks and, you know, all that stuff. Enter CrossFit, and no, I, I'm horrible at these movements, but I'm attempting them, at least, you know, and then and then understanding at that point in time how a 135-pound barbell seemed like as heavy as the world. And then the Olympics came on, whatever, how many, you know, following year, the next year, and I see what's happening there with a brand new set of eyes and an appreciation that I never had before. And then I realized, oh, what, you're telling me? That in gymnastics, a muscle-up's not even a scored movement. Like, they get <laughs> yeah. they get zero points for doing a... That's just how they're supposed to get on the rings to actually do something that they consider challenging. What? Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of appreciation when you get outside your comfort zone and you start dabbling mm -hmm. around. It's a big fitness world out there. And there are some... Um, there are some people to be respected and admired in a whole lot of disciplines that I didn't have any exposure to previously. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think we started the conversation with a pretty simple uh, list there. Um, but like all things, I think there are some uh, nuances that are worth discussing there. Um, however, I will say at the end of the day, I'm, I'm pretty open to, uh, you know, somebody is just interested in a mixed mode approach to their training. And that training is done in a way to serve a greater purpose than to just, you know, get in the gym and do it. it it actually has some application outside whatever that looks like there's a million mm -hmm. different ways that application could be could be done um but that to me i think is at the heart of what a crossfitter is well i'll end with two more quotes to what a crossfitter is from and i you know show you the the diversity of ideas here in the old the old linchpin community um, you don't have to worry about identifying who a CrossFitter is. They'll tell you within three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I hope I don't embody that. I try hard not to. Uh, so there's yeah. that one, which was, you know, in, in good humor. And then yeah. a quote from Aristotle. So how is here? Here's how a different one. Boy, so Aristotle. Aristotle said, 
We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. So in that mindset, somebody who repeatedly does CrossFit is then a CrossFitter because CrossFit is not an act, but a habit. And I was like, huh, ah, kind of like that okay. too. So, so there you go. A little bit of everything for everybody, man. But yeah, but none of it has to do with got to lift a certain load, got to do it prescribed. Sorry, you deviated from, you know, a paleo diet 20 years ago and now mm. you're outside the club. So none of that. That's it. None of that's that. So hopefully anonymous question asker that that helped. And if you've got a different definition of what a CrossFitter is or some metrics that you use to gauge that amongst your friends, post them down there in the comments. We want to know what they are. If you've got an idea for a future show, put that in there as well. You know, we check out all the comments on the BTWB YouTube channel under this show. And then as we always say, if you're interested in supporting the program, in the show notes, we've got all the VNR cycles, getting your first strict pull-up, ring dip, handstand walks, and barbell stuff, some really cool cycles we think you will benefit from and enjoy. So for Adrian Bosman, I'm Pat Sherwood, and we will see you next time.